Have you ever wondered what Jesus would say if he could speak to you today? Join us on our podcast, A Weekly Message from Jesus, as I use my gift of spirit communication to bring you a channeled message from Jesus. The link is a weekly message from Jesus.podbeam.com. His messages will bring you much happiness and guidance in your life. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of Duelist Unity. I am pretty sure I'm dreaming and I'm not quite sure how I feel about that, but at the same time, I'm here now and I know that, so I think it's okay. And I am deeply skeptical of everything I say, everything I believe, everything I tell, everybody who listens to this podcast, because it's all conceptual. It's all ideas. We're just trying to share recognition that we're doing so terribly because we have to use language. We have to use words. We have to use ideas that are limited. And the only real important part about all of our messages and all of the things we say, it's not that we want you to believe us. It's not that we want you to follow us. It's not that we want you to agree with us. But we certainly want you to know that the work we do on ourselves is all about coming to you with empathy and honesty and authenticity so that way you know that we care about you so that way there you might understand that we have no reason to want you to follow us or to manipulate you or to take advantage of you because the best thing for all of us is that you feel safe and you feel yourself and you feel loved by yourself so that way you can embrace and accept the love of everybody around you and that's all we want for you we do not want you to believe us question us don't trust us on face value of what we say. The only way for you to find recognition is to question us. But we hope that if you question us enough, you will find that the answers that are yours sound a lot like ours. So welcome. And on that note, I want to say that we are incredibly excited because we are now sitting at the first Dualistic Unity Retreat. We are on day four. We are here with a group of wonderful lovely, inspiring, insightful, intelligent people. It has been an experience like no other, and I'm incredibly excited. So for everybody who couldn't make it to the retreat this year, we're sorry we couldn't see you. On the other hand, this this trial run, this first retreat has been so good that we know the ones to follow are going to be amazing, and we're happy to all be here preparing that for you. Amen. Yeah, this has been an incredible journey already so far and I really feel like there's there is no host or leader or anything to this. It's just a bunch of bunch of me's hanging out, being vulnerable, being open and you know, I think this is what a lot of us are always looking for, just a place where we can be open and vulnerable and question those scary things that so many people aren't able to or they don't want to or they they see for a split second and they run away in fear and being able to face that because you know this journey is not always sunshine and rainbows. You know, there's a lot of depth, a lot of uncomfortable aspects of it. And you know, it's not about avoiding the discomfort, it's about facing it over and over and over and over until you become so comfortable with that discomfort that it no longer faces you. And so yeah, as much as everyone has had a intense experience, and I used the word intense like a million fucking times yesterday, uh, mine has been equally as intense. Like I am right there with everyone peeling back the layers, questioning everything. As Ray just said, there's by no means 
to have jack shit figured out. I'm just enjoying the process of doing so and glad there's a lot of people around who are doing the same thing, vibing to the same beat. It would be great. So, yeah, I greatly appreciate all of you very much and have had a ton of fun. And it's, we're not even halfway through this, so <laughs> it's only going to get deeper and I can't even imagine what the next four days are going to be like. But, yeah, it's been incredible so far. So if it's anything like it has been, it's going to be an awesome rest of our journey. So thank you to all of you. Likewise, I, we can't express that enough. And we mean that to the person who is listening to this episode as well. Thank you for making this happen because all that's happening is that you are changing and everybody who's listening to this should be focused on that experience as well. You are changing. We talk about how the world changes through ripples. We talk about how we impact everything through our changing mind, but that's all results. It shouldn't be the cause. It shouldn't be the point. It shouldn't be the goal. It should be what happens as a result of you finding peace, as a a result of you finding clarity and you getting rid rid of that weight that doesn't necessarily need to be there. As I was saying to somebody earlier today, we don't want you to believe in unity. We want you to get rid of your illusions to the point where unity is obvious. That's it. If you do that, then that's all That's all you need to do. It's not even about us. And you have to know that that's all you can do. You can't change the world. You can't change other people. But if you change yourself, that is changing the world. And that is changing other people. So do it for you. And that's the best thing for all of us. But... I wanted to take a moment because this retreat has been really eye-opening for me in a lot of ways because I've been on this journey for a long time. I've, I've done a lot of work on myself. I've questioned a lot of things. I've, I've approached the edge of sanity enough times to be able to peer over the edge without any fear. And throughout this retreat, I, I've had an opportunity to meet people who have never had a chance to meet me but have listened to me on a podcast and have listened to me say certain things and have an impression of me as a person. And so when you, when you join me here, I'm hoping I destroyed a good portion of those ideas about me. I'm hoping that I, I really brought it across that I'm just a weird dude. Like I'm just a really strange individual who has embraced his strangeness because everybody who hasn't seems miserable. And in accepting my strangeness, I'm not miserable. And I just want to share that with everyone because misery sucks. It's not fun at all. And it's not that I want you to escape your misery. I want you to look it in the face until you understand it. And that changes it. So it's no longer misery. It's a lesson. It's an insight. It's something that helps you evolve. Then you don't have to run from it anymore. You don't have to be afraid of it. Every time you find something that makes you anxious, you'll run to it instead of away from it because you'll know that's the only way you'll never have to face it again. That's the message. You are strong enough. You are enough already you just might lack a little faith in yourself and if you just give yourself the chance to see it if you just push yourself past your opinions past your preferences past that need to feel safe and secure even in little increments slowly but surely you will realize you were never in that box you just thought you were in that box and it's what limited all of your motion it's what limited all of your potential and all you're doing is letting go of the fiction of the box So you can start exploring your potential in greater detail. You can start watching yourself unfold. That has nothing to do with belief. It has nothing to do with a leader. Because if we wanted to lead you, I'd be encouraging you to keep that box. So that way you need me. I don't want you to need me. Because I'm not going to be here forever. Well, I am. As you. (laughs) 
but I don't want you to need us. We want you to be free, free to go out and do your own podcast, to do your own show, to do your own content, to write your own stuff, to express yourself, to make music, to make art, to do whatever it is that expresses the unity that you're experiencing, because it's enjoyable. It is the definition of enthusiasm. It's all we want for you. So I just wanted to say that I know it's easy to have this impression of me because I'm 43. I've been at this for a long time. Like I have everything figured out because I look like I'm super calm going through all this stuff. That I, I, It looks like, a, oh, this isn't bothering Ray at all. All of yesterday, I was dealing with all of the insecurities from my life. As people here were expressing how much you, you like me and how much you enjoy the content, all of the insecurities of my life, every single family member who told me I wasn't enough, every single person who said they loved me and betrayed me and hurt me, it was all there. And all I did was just put it aside so I could see all of you without the filter of my past. And so I could appreciate your intention. I could appreciate what you're expressing to me. But the insecurity is still there. Everything I've ever faced is always in there. It's just I've kind of learned to dance with it instead of run from it. And that's what we're trying to get across. Sensitivity. Take it lightly. Right? Enjoy the ride, even when it's uncomfortable, because the alternative is not growing. And we know what stagnation feels like. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's interesting in my journey, similarly, like growing up with a lot of insecurities and fear and worry and, and fear of judgment and whatnot, and all these deep things that I dealt with for so long. And over time, you know, I used to think like, oh, if I just get rid of all of them, then I'll be better, you know, then everything will be easier. If I just, you know, could go into this thing and not be nervous at all, then you know, I can do anything. And that was my mindset for a very long time. You know, it, was, it built up a lot of resistance because how I was feeling was, you know, those things that, you know, similarly to what Ray was saying about dealing and, and facing those insecurities, like they're always in there, no matter what it seems like on the surface. Like I, I grew up and, and had a lot of, of shit and I would always resist it and it came to a point where I recognized that I actually didn't have to. Like I could do everything that I always wanted to do with those still there because when you recognize that and, and more deeply over the years recognize that I am everything, it's it's you can't pick and choose those things. Like they're all in there. Always. Every emotion, every positive, negative, you know, from the best of the best to the worst of the worst, they're all in there. And I think it's recognizing more clearly that you don't have to take those things so seriously. You don't have to take them, the emotions, the feelings so seriously. It's, it's about allowing yourself to feel them wholeheartedly, recognize that although they're uncomfortable, they're not bad. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. You're able to continue to move forward. And as you continue to move forward and, and let go of the fear that, you know, your idea of yourself, who you are, is going to be diminished through an experience that, that happens, you let go more and more of, of that fear of things turning out in a way that you're so afraid of, and then you're able to face them, and it's through that facing of them that, that things begin to shift. But it's never been about, you know, shying away from them, avoiding them. It's about going through and experiencing them. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's been, even, you know, for this for this episode, I, was, I had some nerves coming to do it, for sure. And it's the the past shit coming up, but it's like, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to, not going to do it, not going to face it, and not going to experience it and, and enjoy it and do what I can with it and just express myself to the degree that I can because oftentimes we think we have this idea of the best way for things to go and like, oh, if I 
know, speak super articulately, say everything perfectly, like that'll be the best case scenario. But who's to say that people, oftentimes people don't want to see someone who's, who's perfect, who says everything the exact right way. They want to see, be able to see themselves in the person that, that you know, you are in that moment. And through that are imperfections because everyone experiences them. So it's the recognition that you never have to be anything other than what you are in every moment. We have this idea that we need to you know, strive to become something, to be more, to be different, to be better. It's just relaxing into the recognition that you are exactly who you are, what you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to be at. And embracing that fully allows you to express yourself authentically with everything that you thought was great about you, with everything that you thought was terrible about you. And through that acceptance, you're able to be free. Setting yourself free is not becoming more, it's just recognizing that you're already there, relaxing into that in every single moment, and recognizing that you never have to be anything else. Absolutely. Well said. I wanted to take a moment, because I can, to discuss your experience yesterday. And, and I think the reason that I want to take this moment is because it's one thing to come into this when you're first waking up and you're starting to realize that, you know, oh, there's actually the possibility of me coming to terms with my suffering, there's actually a possibility of me escaping my, my misery and my doubt and all that. And, and so we get into it and we're super excited. We're like, yeah, freedom. Woo! And then that's great as long as we have that enthusiasm for the change, as long as we're feeling that energy, as long as we're on that trajectory, we're, we're feeling hype and the temptation becomes to keep it positive and positive and positive, to always make it about love and light and happiness and all this other stuff. And the problem with that is eventually the drop comes the drop from the habitual thoughts and the habitual identity you've picked up over a lifetime that you've been just ignoring for the sake of, of all of your journey. And when we get there and we drop, we feel like we're no longer making progress. We actually start to tell ourselves, like, this was all for nothing. What the hell am I doing? Like, obviously, this isn't working. And it's really important to understand that that, that discomfort is necessary. It's necessary because the discomfort comes from how far removed you are from the here and now, from the experience of what you are in reality. That's the discomfort. You live in this illusion of yourself that gives you a sense of control and uncertainty, and it makes you feel better, but it doesn't because it comes with that cost that it can always be threatened, that you have to maintain it and build it up. And so it's an accepting that uncertainty, it's an accepting the responsibility, and it's an accepting the discomfort. And the discomfort really does come down to the one realization that it's just you, and you are alone. You are the only person responsible for your life. You're the only person responsible for your awareness. There's nobody else at the helm except you. Nobody can relate to that except they can relate to the fact that nobody can relate to that. And that's what we all have in common, that we're all on our own, we're completely uncertain, and nobody knows what the hell we're doing. We're just trying to figure it out, and we're figuring it out better when we do it together. But it has to be from a state of responsibility. You can't go looking for other people to carry the weight for you, because often you'll find people who are more than happy to do so for a cost. And that cost is your lack of responsibility. It's your lack of being able to be free because you're tethering yourself to someone as a teacher. You don't need a teacher. You just need time. You just need challenge. You just need some discomfort. And you need to sit through it. 
which can be difficult because when we're uncomfortable, when we're afraid, when we're feeling alone, we want to reach to something or someone that will make us feel better and make it go away. And it seems totally counterintuitive to say, just sit through it until it passes without your opinion. Like, but it sucks. That's an opinion. Let it go. Let it pass. Let it turn into something else on its own. But as soon as we feel something, we decide this is what it is. And our brain absolutely reinforces that. I don't like this. No, you don't. Here's all the reasons you don't. All of them. Because your brain has tons of reasons for any perception you choose. You decide you are enough. Your brain will give you thousands of reasons that you're enough. But can you decide that you're enough? That's all you have to do. And the rest is just ignoring your brain and understanding that it validates whatever perception you decide is the truth. So don't decide any perception is the truth. Just stay in the middle. Let yourself change with life. For sure. Yeah, that was, that was a decent uh, summary of what I went through yesterday. So I guess I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. Um, so yesterday, pretty much I were in the lodge, tripped, took a gram. I, uh, I smoked a decent amount of weed as well, which I think accentuates or uh, exacerbates my experience on different levels. And yeah, at first it was it was great, um, and then I think like the weed started kicking in a little more. And I basically I was lying right over there where Janelle was sitting in that in that corner, and just started to see that everyone was literally. Like I have these, this picture of looking out at everyone and it was sort of just like a, a black open space and it was all my eyes looking back at me. And I was would open my eyes and look around this room that we're sitting in now. I literally saw myself and everyone. And it was freaky. Like it was, it's something that I've, recognize but haven't seen it and felt it in that way and with that it was like going back and forth between that and seeing that if that's the case then this is all my dream and if that's the case then none of this is real and going back and forth between those of like being the observer in my own dream and none of this actually being real was kind of the back and forth. And I was like, fuck, I don't know how I feel about this. This is, this is different. And it was like, I didn't have, there wasn't a barrier of myself to reality because it was all me. And so I was like feeling everything coming through. And it was, you know, I, I was able to kind of stay within everyone. You know, I, I didn't go off on my own, which is a lot different than in past experiences when I would feel overwhelmed, especially something on like edible, something super overwhelming. Um, I've in the past had some shitty experiences with that and just because there was a lot of resistance and there was some resistance last night for sure. Cause it was so new, so uncomfortable, but I was able to throughout it, accept as I went, this is okay. This is, this will continue processing. And that's all that's happening right now. I don't have to overlay a judgment of this is, something I don't want to be feeling, etc. And so eventually, you know, we went over to dinner and didn't, didn't eat jack shit along with most of us here. Um, and I was just sitting there and I couldn't really hear anything because I was hearing everything. Like all of the sounds were there. So 
because you know we're hearing something it's all relative to, to the background to see something you need a, a backdrop that and, and a foreground and so there was no discrepancy no differences between you know someone's voice next to me speaking and all the other sounds you know from the quietest to you know the other conversation going down there and it was all like infiltrating me and all the feelings as well and it wasn't you know just good feelings or just bad feelings it was it's like all of them, and it was like a state of deep neutrality, and it was, yeah, I guess it was, it was overwhelming, and I just didn't really know what to think of it, but I was really doing my best to not think about it, and just be in it, and know that it would be okay, but I think the deepest sort of thing I recognized through that was that I am alone. If this is really all me, and you're all me, then not you. Like there, there are no others, and that in itself, you know, again, not a, a good or a bad recognition. But there's there's a lot of endings and, and sort of loss and death of the illusions that we hold on to with that, and so. You know, eventually, Ray and I chatted, and I'm like, you good for a chat? He's like, yeah, let's uh, let's go talk. And so, yeah, we went over to the pool house and just, you know, talked about the experience, and I just got overwhelmed with so many different emotions, like, laughed for a little bit, and then just started bawling my eyes out, and it wasn't even that I was necessarily thinking of anything, but there was that deeper recognition of the fact that I'm alone, and... It's a little bit scary, honestly. And so there's a lot of emotions that came out from that because there's no, it's like there was no relativity anymore. I had nothing to compare myself to relatively. It was all just me. So there was no, no judgment, no good or bad emotions or experiences. Everything just was. So coming, sort of coming out of it, it's like, I was talking to Ray about it, like, how do you, how do you handle this? Like, how do you come back to things knowing that it's all you? Like, how do you find yourself into it? And I, I was almost looking forward to, in a way, getting lost in the illusion of, of division again. Like, there was, I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of excited to forgetting, to forgetting this. Like, it's it's cool to have that deep recognition, but at the same time, like, I don't think I could exist in that sort of state for very long, because it was, it was very draining, just insanely emotional, and so, yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of what I, what I went through yesterday, I know you were all sort of around, going through it, and everyone sounded like had pretty intense experiences yesterday, so there was... Yeah, I, I'm curious if we had a random number generator around this location, how that would have looked after yesterday. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I know we talked about it a little bit, but how how have you, Ray, dealt with this deeper recognition of, of being alone and sort of having to almost choose to not exist in that state and like purposefully 
come back to the illusion of division. I gotta remember to hold this up because we're talking. Um, when you first see it, you tend to translate it once again through your ego. You tend to see it again through, through the idea of yourself. And so we say you're alone, but the reality is that actually doesn't mean anything. Because you can't be alone if there are no other people. There's no contrast there. The same as like, there's only a me if there's a you. Right? So there really is no difference between being surrounded by people or being alone. It's just a perception. The fact is that we're all just what is. Right? So the emotion that goes with that, with being alone or the recognition of being alone. So I've always said that you know, our, our emotional spectrum kind of is rooted in that eternity. It is rooted in that, that understanding that we are alone. And, and the duality of that is extreme loneliness and extreme joy. And there's the loneliness of being the only thing that will ever be. There is no creator to meet. Right? And there's the joy of being all there will ever be. There's no creator to meet. Right? We can do anything. There's nothing but potential. But it's all perception. Right? So for me, it was trying to understand that the two perceptions aren't opposite. They just appear that way. The closer you bring them together, the more you start to realize that there is no difference between being alone and being with all of you. So long as I'm not committed to the division that the illusion of myself perpetuates. I don't feel lonely and I don't feel alone because I'm not thinking about myself. I just feel here. I just feel present. And as long as I'm not thinking about Ray, that doesn't translate one or the, one way or the other. Right? So I feel them both at the same time. And I just, like I was saying earlier, I dance with them. You know, I'll, I'll experience that loneliness. I'll respect that loneliness. I will understand that the majority of us are all dealing with that loneliness because it is the root of what we are. We're alone forever. We're always going to have that there. So for me, it was to accept it to understand that that's where all of that emotion comes from and, and to accept that the other side of the spectrum couldn't exist without it. So they're both necessary. You know, respect them. Don't think they're real. Don't think they're the truth. They're just the perception of what's going on. So for me, it was very much the process of just letting go of Ray's opinion about the being known and, and again, recognizing that that's just one perspective. Like, we're alone right now. We've always been alone. How often do you think of it that way? How often do you think, I'm alone? When you're surrounded with people, you don't, right? But you've always been alone. It's always been the case, right? We just don't think of it that way. So that's kind of the point, is that there's no difference until you have resistance to it. As soon as you're like, oh, oh that sounds miserable and kind of lonely, all the typical egotistical stuff that we've been taught through a lifetime, right? Then you start spiraling downward. But as soon as you catch yourself, you go, right, right. This is what everybody's dealing with. And the one thing I enjoyed about my conversation with Andrew yesterday was uh, going through this awakening as you start to realize that you know, everybody's one and, and, and the ego's not the truth and so on and so forth. You have this tendency of going through the cycle of, but it's so simple. Why doesn't everybody get this? Isn't, can't you just see it? Look, what's wrong, right? And the fact is, is that it's not that it's not simple. 
It's that it's damned uncomfortable when you've spent your entire life thinking of yourself as something separate, that's something that could lack, something that has a measurable value that fluctuates up and down according to what people think about you and all this stuff. And so it's uncomfortable to be that responsible. It's uncomfortable to have that degree of, of accountability for your life. So we cling to our ego. We cling to the illusion of ourselves. Got to take that responsibility off, right? Because it's a lot. It's like Andrew was saying at the end of his trip, he's like, I kind of want to just get back to being Andrew. It's good. Now you're going to appreciate your ego because it's not about vilifying it. It's not the ego's bad. It's a useful tool. It's what gives us the human experience. It's great. It's just that we get so caught up in it. We avoid that other perspective so much that we forget we're all connected. We forget that we're all one. So it's not about going one way or the other in, in, in the extremes. It's not about being super egotistical or not egotistical at all. It's recognizing the whole spectrum as a purpose. The whole spectrum is experience. The whole spectrum is available all the time. Dance with it. As soon as you remove your need, you can dance with it. You can learn from it. You can enjoy it. You can share it. You can send ripples out. But it comes from your freedom. It comes from just letting go of your opinion, of the reality that we're one. Because as soon as you do, you're now embodying that reality. You're not trying to be that reality. You're not trying to perpetuate unity. You're not doing any of that. You are unity. Experiencing unity. That's it. That's all you need to do. And everything else follows. But again, it comes down to don't think your ego is a bad thing. Your ego is important. It's absolutely important to your journey, to your narrative. It gives you a rich, rich experience and allows you to, to take notes and compare notes with everybody else going through a rich, rich experience. It's not a bad thing. But to see the other end of the spectrum and then live on both sides until they, they meet in the middle. That, that's more or less what's worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I definitely, with that experience, was getting caught up in the idea of myself being alone. You know, because when you let go of that perception, that just, you know single option of the belief that it's all it's all you, or I guess the recognition belief. I don't know. When you let go of it, it's like it doesn't necessarily much matter one way or the other. You can keep that recognition, but also recognize that if it's all me, then then I'm all you and, and you're all me. And so it's about the experience that we embody in each and every moment. And so coming out of that sort of, you know, like experiencing the bonfire, experiencing the bear, it's like, sure, I can see myself and everything, but it comes back to where I'm at. And it, having a deeper appreciation for the eternity that is this moment right now and letting go of that idea of being anything separate from any of you or anything here allows you to fully experience and embody and appreciate just each and every thing from you know a bite of one of Caitlin's delicious pieces of food to campfire to a walk through the forest to you know conversation with anyone around it's it comes back to a deeper appreciation in that because you know i think at some point i 
I was, I was like going through so much trippy shit in my head and like I definitely expressed some of it outwardly like in this room. I remember I like started dying laughing out of nowhere because I was thinking about that Alan Watts story of, you know, if you were God and you were able to choose and, and have total control, you know, and, and you could experience that for a bit, but eventually you know, there's not much fun in having complete and total control of how people respond, how people react, how all of your interactions go, you know, everything going perfectly. And as you go along that journey, eventually you want to, you know, sprinkle in some uncertainty and a little less certainty and less certainty and less certainty until there's no certainty, but there is your ability to experience that and be in it. And so eventually you come full circle from, you know, recognizing God and having all the power in the world to recognizing that this is exactly where you would be. This is what you would choose, you know, if, if you were if you were God. Like this exact balance of experience, duality, and the ability to recognize unity, but also not necessarily get fully caught up in the belief of it and just be able to be where you're at. So I sort of recognized that and started dying laughing because I was caught up in being a, sort of afraid and, and resistant to it, especially when I saw, you know, all of my eyes looking back at me. I was like, hey, like, that's if that's the case. That's kind of kind of freaky. Like all of my perceptions and things that I held on to for, you know, that sense, false sense of certainty of, or even the comfort in what I felt like this was just got bash but then, then at the same time it's like but this is like nothing actually changes also like all of it changes but none of it changes like I'm still here now and I know that and there's a there's a peace in being here whatever your idea of yourself or lack of idea of yourself may be there's still the experience that you're having and, and you're ability to impact reality and have influence over yourself as everything is incredible and amazing and beautiful and a lot of fun most of the time. But yeah, it's as, as long as you don't hold on to the need for it to always be perfect and exactly what you want, because deep down you wouldn't actually want that. Yeah, I think it's it helps to remember that uh, often the resistance to the insight that, that we're allowed is, is we feel that resistance or we feel that, that discomfort because that's the side of our perception that we've been focused on the most in terms of our fear as a person, right? But the, the alternative or, or the equal side to that recognition that everyone is you is that you're always taken care of. You're always surrounded by literally people who couldn't be possibly closer to you, whether we recognize this or not. I mean, we are all one, we are all part of one thing. And so I like to look at it as, you know, life supports that support. Life supports that which supports life. Life supports itself. And so when I had my moment, which we, we had discussed, where I saw everybody's eyes looking at me as me, and then 
I went through all of my history moment by moment and all of the eyes that had ever made contact with me. All I saw was myself looking back, checking on how I was doing, occasionally giving me a nudge in the right direction or occasionally helping me turn a certain path. That's where, that's where you know, angels come from. And I don't mean actual physical winged angels, but I mean those people who come out of nowhere right at the right time and say one, maybe two sentences to you and then disappear. And that spends you, sends you in an entirely different direction. That timing is not to be disregarded. That timing is a part of the flow. The timing is a part of one organism that is moving together. And in the same way that a part of our body that might be dealing with a virus feels alone fighting that virus, and then all of a sudden other parts of our body are helping to fight that virus, it's one thing moving together. We just don't necessarily recognize that. We think all the other cells are separate from us, but the body is still working together. So you, as much as you're alone, you're also all one. They're both the same. They're both true. It's just whatever your fear, whatever your insecurity is, whatever the biggest contradiction or the biggest challenge is for you and your ego, that's the side that's going to come up first when you, when you dive deeper. That's the side that's going to come up first when you start questioning everything. Because that's the side you're focused on the most. Right? That's the side that you're, you're rubbing up against. That's the source of your friction. Right? So when you deep dive, that's the first thing that pops to the surface. Whatever it is that you're most afraid of. And it's important to recognize that that's not why you're uncomfortable. That's just connected to the feeling of discomfort. And so it's popping up to help you deal with the reality of discomfort. We always, we always tend to look at the feeling and then look for the source of the feeling. Why am I why am I uncomfortable? Why am I afraid? And one thing I always liked about Krishnamurti was you saying, no matter what you look at when you're afraid, it is always distorted by the fear. No matter what you do when you're afraid, it will always be distorted by the experience of the fear. So it might you might think it makes sense, but that's because you're afraid. So the only thing you can do is look at the fear itself. You can't actually, if you're looking for reasons you're afraid, your brain's going to give them to you. Or you can just accept, I am experiencing fear. And look at the fear as the experience of what it is. Don't give it a reason, just look at the fear. I am afraid. Why am I afraid? Oh, because I'm trying to be in control. Oh, there's an insight. And then you keep going down that. But you look at the fear itself, and that clears the distortion. But you can't do anything about the fear until you accept that you're afraid. Not why you're afraid, just that you're afraid. And the same is true for discomfort. I'm uncomfortable. Don't look for reasons. Deal with the phenomenon of discomfort. Because it's going to happen again. And there are reasons that it's there. Resistance, control, false certainty, all of these things. And we know that. That's it. That's the whole journey. Don't worry about the details that are reinforcing the discomfort. Worry about the discomfort itself. It is its own challenge. It, it almost allows you to reframe it to seeing the discomfort, the fear, as simply opportunities. Like, and you, you can begin to appreciate them, you know. And it's not something so much to avoid, but something to be embraced and yeah, appreciated because it's like the, the stepping stone towards growth immediately. And and we, I think we've all experienced this sort of. So with our little mushroom journeys, like the first one we've taken most days, there's a little bit of discomfort, like we feel it a little bit more. And then 
you know, eventually you accept that, relax into it, and then kind of chilling. And then a lot of days we've taken a second dose and it's a little bit higher, but we don't have that same sort of sort of shift, you know, like the uh, it's like a, a jump from one experience to another. And I think a lot of that is due to a lack of resistance because the change has already sort of happened. So we don't necessarily notice. It's just like a, a deepening, but it's not necessarily a jump. And I think that's a lot of times the case with a lot of our experiences is no matter what, if we're experiencing something new or something different, there's always going to be that, you know, discomfort. And so often, whether it's fear or, or anxiety or worry or whatever it is, any of the uncomfortable feelings that we experience, we think they're bad. And so as we initially experience them, which are essentially inevitable to any shift in any experience of ours, a lot of times we'll avoid that initially. And because we don't want to feel it, it's like we we could, if we went through it, you know, it'd be some discomfort. And then it's like sort of peace, freedom, joy on the other side. But so often we're, we're going through it and we're like, I don't really like this discomfort. And then we, you know, we turn around and go back, not knowing that if we had just gone, you know, a little bit further, then we're through it. And then the shift has happened. And it's like a constant sort of experience that, we can potentially have because because we hold on to that comfort that false sense of certainty so often it's like we avoid that at all costs not recognizing that it's entirely necessary it's inevitable to continuing on and what we were talking about with procrastination the point that ray brought up it's like it's our resistance to growth and because you know something's new something's uncomfortable we oftentimes will procrastinate against that because you know we are experiencing a lot of those feelings that we don't necessarily want to be feeling but through that like that's directly what impacts our our growth and our ability to change and our ability to recognize new things about ourself and reality so as we come to terms with that discomfort and the inevitability of it So I just wanted to take a quick moment here to announce that we have our California mini retreat coming up on April 11th to April 15th. And it's going to be a blast. There's no agenda. There's no thing that you got to try to be or become. Just time to express yourself. Time to be yourself. Time to find out. What is it to be myself? Can I really just do that? Can I really just let go? Can I really just show up without any preparation whatsoever to every situation that I get into with a bunch of people doing the same and a bunch of games to play as you do it? We're going to play some pool. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to shoot the breeze. We're going to hang out. It's the dopest sleepover that you could possibly go to. And you can join us and save $150 by using code BIGBEAR150 at dualisticunity.com. Just go to the California Mini Retreat details. You'll find it in the navigation bar. Enter the coupon code, and you can use this coupon code in addition to your already existing Patreon discount. Very much looking forward to seeing you there. Hey, it's Jermaine from the Healing Time Podcast. Listen, I know you may not need this, but... I know you know somebody who's broken, somebody who has lost hope, somebody just down and out. Tell them that the Healing Time podcast is here. It is a new day. Let's get better together. We're able to continue to go through and and face it and just 
recognize the necessity of it, it's not so scary anymore because you know it's not going to last forever. And the more you go through it, the quieter it gets, the easier it gets to continue going through it because as much as the experiences differ, the discomfort oftentimes is, is a similar type of feeling. And so we, as we get you know, more comfortable with that discomfort, gets easier and easier and all of a sudden it's like that exponential sort of path like initially it's really tough there's a lot of resistance through the experiences and then all of a sudden it gets easier and easier and easier until it's just you know it becomes your new normal more or less and then there isn't so much resistance as it as it happens and it's you know the same thing with mushrooms the more you get used to that it's not that any trip is ever going to be the same but as you relax into the reality of you know diving headfirst into uncertainty you become for, more familiar with that uncertainty, with that discomfort, and you no longer shy away from it. And whether it's, you know, a good, happy, you know, sunshine and rainbows experience or you're going into some shit, going into some trauma, like I've had a few trips where I've gone back into some traumatic experiences. And I think if it would have been my first trip, I would have resisted it a lot because there was a lot of, you know, frightening imagery. But I just knew that, you know, I was going into something. I was going into experience something. It, it seems scary right now. I don't know what it's going to lead to. I don't know what it's gonna, what I'm going to learn from it. And eventually came out the other end. Like, holy shit! I just dealt with some stuff. But it wasn't that it was it was bad, but it was incredibly uncomfortable. And I guess because I've been there and seen that and experienced that discomfort in the past, I was able to sort of accept it for what it is and continue moving without so much opinion of how I thought it might be or what I was afraid of it becoming because it just is something that I'm going to experience and so I think the more often we can let go of our opinion of how it's going to turn out or what we're experiencing or what we're going through the more freedom we experience to just continue moving forward and so oftentimes it comes down to just letting go of that opinion of how we think it's going to be because we never truly know so that's kind of the rub is that we, we have this conversation on this podcast and, and we talk about things in a way that we're hoping comes across as, as intelligent and rational and reasonable and, and whatnot. And unfortunately, that gives the impression that it's intelligence and, and rationality and reason that are going to be your greatest assets. And that's so incorrect. That is so wrong in so many ways. Those things will develop over time. But the fact is it's jumping in the shit. That's the biggest tool. That is the only thing you have to keep doing is jumping into chaos, jumping into the uncertainty, jumping into the things that you're habitually telling yourself you couldn't do, shouldn't do, don't have the ability to do, somebody might do better. All of those things jump in because it's only through doing that and coming out the other side unscathed or lightly scathed that you recognize, oh, wow, that wasn't nearly what my brain told me what it was. And that's the journey. Every time you do that, you start to recognize your brain, your thoughts, your habits don't have the power that you're used to giving them. But you can't see that until you see how often they're wrong. Right? So there's no way to rationalize your way to this, to freedom. You actually have to go through the fire in order to be forged like steel. And that's exactly what we're doing. But having this conversation... The way it sounds, oh, I just, I just need to be intelligent enough. I just need to be intellectual enough. I just need to be you know, clear enough and all that. It's like, yeah, that's kind of true. But all of that comes 
from facing the things you don't want to face. And, and, and that's really it. That's the whole point. So even if you didn't listen to any of this podcast ever again, if you were to go through the rest of your life, every time you feel an insecurity, just reminding yourself, right, that's a habit. That's not the truth. I can challenge that. You're going to continue to condition your mind to recognize that you can challenge anything until eventually you're not scared of any challenge. It's just conditioning. It's just re restructuring your brain after a lifetime of thinking about illusions. That's all it is. And then everything starts to come together. Intelligence starts to come together on its own because you're making room for it. Right now you're thinking about things that aren't real. Of course it's hard to focus. Of course it's hard to understand. Of course it's hard to feel better. You're focused on shit that's not there, except through your attention to it. You get that out of the way and all of a sudden it's like clearing off half your hard drive. Or as somebody here at the retreat said, it's like closing some of your tabs on your browser. All of a sudden your entire computer speeds up because you're not weighing it down with unnecessary processes. That's the journey. Allow yourself to process. But we think, oh, I, I got to add more. I have to do more. I have to understand more. And we don't recognize we're just opening more tabs. And we're like, why isn't this happening faster? It's like, because you're impatient. Stop clicking the screen. Let it process. Close some stuff so that way you can finish what you're doing and then move on to the next insight. It's not about adding more. It's not about doing more. It's not about being more. It's about removing the idea that you need to be. Because at least then, you're just allowing yourself to go through the experience. And that's when you're in it. That's when you learn from it. That's where the sensitivity develops. It's not about being more intelligent. This is, this is a very big, important lesson. You know, we, it's about loving yourself. It's about being yourself. It's about all of these things. And I'm using words and concepts again, which means I'm totally betraying the point. But the point is, it's on you. And it's not what you think. Just keep going through that, and eventually you'll love that process. Yeah, we, we've been talking a lot about Wing Chun, or Ray has this trip, and made me think of you know going through the experiences, going through the fire, eventually you know being forged by steel. It's like, for example, one of the conditioning exercises for Wing Chun is punching a bag of rocks, and like going through difficult experiences is like punching that bag of rocks and the end goal being to be so conditioned that you know it no longer hurts it no longer impacts you <clears throat> and every time that we are faced with something and we avoid it it's like thinking that not punching the rocks is going to be better for us think like ooh, that's going to be uncomfortable right now not being able to see the bigger picture and so if we just avoid punching the rocks the whole time eventually we're going to be faced with a bag of rocks that we have to punch it's going to hurt like fuck unless we've been you know, conditioning ourselves. So it's from, you know, the, the largest experiences that, you know, we face here and there to the smallest, you know, smallest ones we experience day to day is like being able to come face to face with those things that, you know, we're so afraid of or make us uncomfortable or we're not so sure how it's going to end up or we don't know where it's going to lead or whether there'll be some consequences at the end of it. It's like, this is something that I've gotten caught up with a bit and I've, I've gotten better about managing is, being able to see what I think may have some consequences, whether it be, you know, striving for something or holding on to something and thinking like, ooh, you know, I, I don't really want to go down that path because I think there's going to be some consequences, be it like, you know, egotistical drives or desires or whatever. But that's like me going up to the bag of rocks and being like, ooh, you know, this might, this might 
cause me to start bleeding. And it's like, so I'm going to avoid it and not recognizing that, yeah, it may start bleeding, but that's going to be part of the conditioning process and going through the experiences that we're, we're so afraid of. And so, you know, even, you know, holding on to a certain belief or something, it's like, oh, I'm not going to hold on to that because I'm might, might experience some consequences. I might experience getting caught up in some illusions and whatnot, but the more we avoid those, the more, the less we are conditioning ourselves, essentially. And it's about going through it. And if I've learned, you know, anything from Ray, it's, it's very much the case that he, not that I've learned, you know, lots of stuff, but he has all the things he talks about is through his experiences. Like he's just done a bunch of dumb shit and come out the other side and his heart's still beating. And so that's where he speaks through, but it's not from, you know, it's not from books. It's not from someone else's experience. It's not a learned practice. It's through experience. Like you have to step in some shit to recognize that, oh yeah, there's some shit. And then you keep moving forward, but that experience will always be there. And using the, you know, browser tab analogy, like we think we have to keep all of them open to remember them. You don't recognize that it's always there. You know, it's always in that, you know, in the cloud or whatever. It doesn't, we don't have to keep it on the tabs in the forefront of like our intellectual brain and, and idea of ourselves that like, oh, I got to remember this. I got to hold on to this. I got to keep this in mind at all times or else, you know, I'm afraid of forgetting it. It's having the faith that, you know, no, it's up, it's up in the cloud. <coughs> it'll, it'll be there when I, when I need it. But as long as you keep all the tabs open, it's going to slow you down. It's going to, it's going to, inhibit you from recognizing thing other things more clearly but you know it's it's our faith that allows it to you know go up to the cloud when we lack faith we feel like we have to keep it all there and that slows us down inherently so building that faith trust in ourselves going through it allowing it to be processed and move to the background and then face things moving forward with relaxing into that state of uncertainty of not needing to hold on and, and feel like you need to remember how to be and how to act and what to do at all times it's always there and through that like that's that's freedom just having no fucking tabs open <laughs> and knowing that it's still all there well said absolutely uh i wanted to address the bag of rocks and bleeding knuckles for a moment um for anybody who does wing chun who's listening to this I, i'm not encouraging them to punch a bag of rocks until their knuckles bleed i just wanted to mention that quickly um but going back to the symbolism just like that, you can punch that bag right up until your knuckles bleed. You can punch it a little bit. doesn't even matter. The point is that you're punching it, even if it's just once, right? Like, it doesn't matter how much you do. It matters that you just go a bit beyond the line in the sand that you drew arbitrarily, right? You just widen your perspective a little bit. You don't have to go out to a party and mingle with everybody and, hey, how's it going? I'm right in your face. You can go to a party talk to one person for five minutes and leave and that is still a victory that is still something that that you wouldn't have done before right so you've expanded yourself even just a little bit but what's important about that is you've reminded yourself i can do that it doesn't hurt me to do that that is something that's possible and even though you might not tell yourself that even though you might walk away feeling defeated your brain registered that you just did something different it has changed the conscious environment so the next time, that resistance won't be the same. You're going to go through it easier, but we don't know that. And sometimes we think that just because we don't feel like we're making progress, that means we're not, right? It's just a perception. 
you don't know what's happening. You are already processed. It never stops. That's why we're always growing. It just never stops. But it's really important to recognize that, that it doesn't matter how much you do. It matters that you do. But beware the urge to think that your progress should be happening faster than it is. Like we always seem to, to want to hold ourselves up to this invisible bar. Like I should be here by now. I should be here by now. Why am I dealing with these insecurities still? Why am I still thinking about this stuff? Because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. You can't get through all that in a day, a year, a decade. I'm not even sure you can do it all in a lifetime because we are God. We're the universe. There's an infinite amount of perceptions of the observer and the observed within us all the time. You really think you're going to get through that in one lifetime? You really think you're going to get through that in an afternoon or a mushroom trip? Not at all, because the journey, the beauty of the journey is to go through that. The beauty of the journey is to process that. The beauty of the journey is to go up and down and relate to people who are going up and down. It's not about getting to the end. Knew that had to happen eventually. It's not about getting to the end. It's very much about enjoying the journey, or at the very least, coming to terms with the journey coming to terms with the fact that the journey is going to happen and it's going to be uncomfortable but that if you can just find a way to dance with it find a way to establish grace as it goes on well then the journey itself becomes a it becomes a dance it becomes it's like the difference between trying to to learn the steps of a dance in mechanical order as opposed to just feeling the music when you're feeling the music you are actually dancing. That is dancing. When you're just going mechanical steps, it just looks like dancing. Right? That's very much the difference. Is that We don't want you to memorize the concepts. We don't want you to practice the philosophy. We want you to dance in the moment, in every conversation you have. Because you can. And that's the only way to discover how graceful you are. Amen. There is, there is no right way to dance. <laughs> as long as you can hear the music dance in whatever way your heart desires thinking questions okay so now that we're about an hour into the podcast episode and for the very first time we have a room full of people with us um, if anybody would like to ask a question we'd be more than happy to have you uh, come up to the microphone here and ask a question so just a few things came up in my mind during you guys you were talking um so, yeah, like yesterday when we all felt that wave of uncomfortability, I was thinking, you could think like coming to this retreat, going into it, is it being a celebration of all the work that you've put in? And you can think that it's all going to be puppies and flowers. Um, but you come here and then you realize that the work's not finished here. It is a celebration of how far you've come, but it's, it can also be a realization of how much work there still is. Um, and another thing is I realized when, okay, so my experience of uncomfortability was during dinner. Um, I was not that hungry. I could have gone without eating food. But, I mean, our chef is amazing. 
and she put in so much work and, and care into the food that I went back to my belief system that if someone puts in time and effort to something like that, you should show respect to that by eating the food when it's hot. But I didn't want to do that. But I still did. And that was the uncomfortable part for me. Because I, I just didn't want to eat, but I did regardless. Um, and then one more thing was seeing Andrew at the dinner table with all of us and him just kind of being in it and just processing everything. You would think that it's one of the like, one of the co-hosts of the podcast. Like he could, there's a chance that he could get preachy um, and start pushing this sort of leadership role during an intense moment of this experience but he wasn't he was right there in the shit with all of us he wasn't pushing anything and he was just processing just like everyone else and that is a level of awareness that i really respect thank you for sharing that i absolutely agree with you uh, watching andrew go through what he was going through yesterday with a degree of grace because the depth of the abyss that Andrew was staring into can can get uncomfortable especially when you're not used to seeing how far it goes and he just kept staring into it so it, it was it was good to, for him to be able to do that and feel comfortable enough to let everybody watch him do that without necessarily you know taking off and going by himself and trying to breathe himself down right because that's that's really the point is that you know we're all here with the same intention we're all here with the intention of, of feeling comfortable in our own skin you may as well do that around the people who are doing the same thing you are right at least then you know and they know that we are really all in this together right i find it very interesting what you were saying about caitlin caitlin by the way uh, for everybody listening is our chef here at the retreat she's going to be our chef at future retreats as well so don't worry about that but her food is amazing. Her intention is incredible. She's just the nicest person, and she's been an absolute joy to have at the retreat. So when she realized that we were all in an alternative state of mind and that dinner was ready, she recognized that what we were going through, what we were processing, was the point of the retreat. It was the reason that we're all here. And she looked at it as, well, the food is there when you're ready. It will add to your experience. And she didn't feel as though we were being disrespectful or anything like that, which is very much the reason we chose Caitlin to begin with, right? But it's that idea that, should I be doing something differently for this person? Should I be trying to help them feel better? Am I hurting their feelings? However innocently it might be, right? And so all of a sudden, even though we don't want to do that, right? We're trying to establish that control over the situation again. We're trying to establish that sense of, you know, this is the right way. This is what's going to make everything better. Even though she was fine. She was absolutely fine. And this morning she came in, she's like, oh God, that was so funny. And she was talking about how everybody was, you know, just chill and relaxed. And she came in this morning and the lasagna had just been destroyed by the time she got here. So there was no problem. But because we know what it's like to be un unappreciated because we know what it's like to put effort in that doesn't get recognized. We know what it's like. We think about other people 
and we're like, oh God, I hope that they're not hurting. But see, that's the point. You're looking at it from your own fear of unappreciation. You're looking at your own experience of not having people grateful for you. And so you immediately assume it's for everyone else and that's lovely. That is the reason it's important to go into these deep dives. It's the reason it's important to feel your insecurity. It's the reason it's important to recognize and respect when you don't feel enough. Because that's what informs your empathy. That's what allows you to see other people who are going through the same thing. Right? So I love that you felt all of that, Ben. And I love the fact that you're processing all of that because that's the goal. Where am I helping and where am I in the way? Where is my intention? Is it coming from empathy? Right? And if it is, beautiful. But how much is empathy and how much is my own pain? Right? How much is me assuming because of what I've went through? Right? And there's that very fine line and you never really know. So do the kind thing. Say the kind thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't beat yourself up. Never beat yourself up because you're always doing the best you can with what you have. Right? So it was a beautiful lesson. And it's the lesson that we continue to learn over and over and over again at this retreat. There's no right answer. There's no right thing to do. It's just really about finding that peace in yourself. It's about being able to go to bed at night and live with yourself and live with the things you've done. That's all it's about. So I, I love the fact that everybody here is so empathetic and everybody here is so insightful and that we're going through all this, this process and these conversations because that's what this is all for. That's what this is all for. And I just want to give another shout out to Caitlin at thenomnutrition.com because you know, her website is awesome and her food is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is such a fine line between balancing our own experiences and our own perceptions and acting through that state of empathy. And I think openness, vulnerability, authenticity, acceptance of where you're at, what you're going through, some of those, some of the most powerful things we can do because that's where we align with people. And, you know, Ben, even just you sharing that, like last night I was, you know, feeling similarly, like I felt kind of bad. I was like, you know, Caitlin made this food. <laughs> you know, I was like, I didn't even know where I was. So I was like, I'm, I don't know if I can process feeling these emotions as well specifically. Um, but I felt similarly. And I, I, I think it's just a, a faith in, and, you know, communication to a degree as well and her understanding and recognition that, you know, she's, been the right person for the job as well so there's there's no way she won't appreciate what we're going through and through that you know not take something like that personally and and recognize that it is okay and it has no reflection on her and so there is a sense of responsibility for ourselves that it comes down to and and as much as you know we can worry about how other people may respond to us their response is not our responsibility and, and it comes down to our intention and and where we're at and obviously she knows all of our intentions and so you know i think we can have have faith that she'll be understanding and you know not take something like that personally necessarily and yeah i uh i appreciate you uh sharing the part of me you know going through it because yeah i mean i uh i want to thank all of you because if i had been in another environment with another group of people like you guys are the ones that got me through that and i may have not been <laughs> communicating with words but i knew deep down that 
there was no place that I could go, you know, around here that would be better than just sitting in the middle of all of you and knowing that you understand that maybe you don't know exactly what I'm feeling in that moment, but that I'm going through something like we all have and we all will moving forward. And so I appreciate all of you and all of your mentalities and your acceptance of me going through it. And I really do feel like this retreat, like Frank, quite frankly, like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Like co-hosting a retreat, like what the fuck? Like um, this was not on the, uh, the agenda that Ray sent me when we started Dualistic Unity, but you know, here we are. And I don't, I don't know how to be, you know, a co-host of a retreat, but at the same time, I don't have to be like, I can just be me and, you know, see where it goes and recognize myself and all of you and, and be here going through things, not think of myself in any which way. And I think I've really appreciated just the environment we've created here. Like, I really do feel like I'm just, you know, hanging with a bunch of friends in a lodge. Like I don't, I don't feel any pressure to be any sort of leader because you know we we avoid that sort of verbiage like the plague here because that that's never going to get you there following anyone anything any structure any belief is never going to allow you to see it so if you can recognize that and keep moving forward and understand that you are your own guru you are the only thing you'll ever need. You don't have to listen to anyone, watch anything, believe in anything. It's all within you. And that faith allows you to keep moving through all the shit and continue stepping in shit. Continue looking back and being like, that's some smelly shit right there. I'm not going to step in that again, but it's okay that I did right now. And then, you know, other people come along and can mention, hey, there's some shit over there. They're like, no there isn't fuck you and then they step in it it's like yeah that's all right too now they've learned something and so that's all it ever is but it's never believing that there's any right way or any one path or any belief that's going to get you to recognizing the truth of what you are it's just the process of going through it the process of facing what's uncomfortable and continuing to move forward and i think experiences like this retreats like this where a bunch of people the same goal and same drive and same ideas of where they're at and what they want to be which at the end of the day is free for everyone there's a lot of power in that i think we've all been feeling that more and more and you know i'm just i'm just excited for how the rest of the week's gonna go if this has been the first four days i'm yeah nothing but excited to see how the next four go so yeah thank you to all of you very much because yeah this has been incredible and yeah couldn't have happened without each and every one of you yeah absolutely because we as we've said many times none of this would happen without you you the listener you the person i'm looking at you the person who's listening who's just paying attention to these words none of this would happen without you because you are reality you're all of it that's it and so our our whole focus is you except that it's you in us we're focused on the you in each of us you focus on the you and you and we'll meet in the middle but the more we do this the easier it gets 
the more we do this and recognize that it's normal to process these things, that everything we're going through is a result of us not taking accountability for so long, not just in our individual lives, but in the world as a whole. Our entire society is structured around the lack of accountability, lack of responsibility, thinking about ourselves, our ego, our identity, where we are in the structure, in the hierarchy, where we are in, in the, you know, the pecking order. It's all comparison. Of course it's going to be uncomfortable to, to question all that. That's what we were taught to look to for a sense of value. Who am I? Oh, well, that person's shorter than me, therefore I'm taller. Oh, that's got to be better, <laughs> right? And we immediately learn to think through comparison. That takes some time to let go of. Andrew was going through that yesterday when all of a sudden everything was no longer comparing. There was no more comparison happening. It was just what it was. And suddenly it's like, oh, there's a lot of information here. Yeah, which you can only see half of for the longest time because you were comparing. Your brain's cherry-picking. Until you, until you let go of the idea that either side is better than the other, you can't look at both sides. Right? And that's what we're doing. Letting go of, letting go of the resistance to discomfort. That's pretty much it. You know, it's very much like Wing Chun. At first, Wing Chun is super uncomfortable because your body doesn't know how to move that way. Your body doesn't know how to use two hands at once. Your body doesn't... In the same way as uh, rubbing your belly and tapping the top of your head is very, very difficult because you never trained your brain to do it. Right? You never trained your brain to do two different things at the same time. doesn't mean you can't. It just takes time and the willingness to look a little silly while you try. Right? And that's it. That's all this is about. So as long as you're willing, the rest takes care of itself. But beware the urge to judge your progress and think, I should be farther. I should know more. These people have, are obviously clearer than I am. Mm. Like a few people have come up to me throughout this retreat and said, like, you've really come a long way in your life. And I, I'm, I want to make it very, very clear. I am a complete dumbass at least half the time. Because that's what I learned from. I wouldn't have anything to say to you if I didn't learn. I wouldn't have anything to share with you if I wasn't in the shit. That's the point. I don't want to ever be free of my ego. I want to use that ego. I want to use that ego, understand that ego, talk to you about your ego, and eventually come to terms with it so we can use it without consequence. So we can use it without unintended consequence is a better way to put it because we don't know the consequences coming. We're too focused on the benefit. So we have this cognitive dissonance, right? It's like, but, but I'm feeling shitty because of this negative self-image I have. I need a positive self-image that now I have to protect and worry about people threatening. It's like, how is that better? How is that the better alternative? How about just don't reach for the identity as though it's truth? Don't replace it. Question the need for it. That's it. But immediately we're like, I feel terrible. I want to feel better. This promises to make me feel better. This shiny little image of myself right here. So I'm going to grab onto that. And it's the same loop. It's the same cycle. No matter how big and shiny that carrot is, it's followed by the stick shortly after. We can't get out of that until we question the loop itself. And the loop is just based on her, our habitual dependence on identity as a source of truth. That's it. It's not that you can't use it, but question it. Play with it. Laugh at it. Be absurd. You know, you do something dumb, be the first to laugh at yourself. You're playing a game you've never played? Willingly lose. 
find a way to enjoy your life without needing to be more, without needing to be better, without needing to compare. Just be where you are, and that's the freedom. But understand, because of everything you've gone through in your life, you're always going to want to reach back for that idea of yourself because your brain is made to do that. It's made to do that. And the deep dives are where you get to question all that. Go through the shit. Get rid of whatever's not working from you for you that you've learned from. And then you come back out of it into reality and you start to conceptualize again. You're going to end up doing it. You can't get out of it. Your brain's trying to come up with a solution or a summary of what you see. That's it. Andrew, staring into the abyss yesterday, had this look on his face like, it's just keeps going like I keep looking for a way to to summarize what this is and every time I do there's more to see and more to see to more see and I, I just said you're looking for the end of you it doesn't exist there's no edge of you you go on forever you can stare into your potential forever if you're out of the way and not thinking about yourself you know? and it's worth doing sometimes but as with conditioning as with the bloody knuckles don't train so hard. Don't do so many reps, as, as Andrew said yesterday as he was going through that experience, that you set yourself back. Push yourself a little, but not too far to the point where you're hurting yourself and deterring your enthusiasm to continue on. Because that is something that you can do. You can expect too much of yourself. You could try to be enlightened. You can try to be free and, and fake it, basically, because you think you should be there. And then all of a sudden when you realize, oh, there's no there to get to, or I'm not there because it's a fiction, which is going to happen, and you suffer through conflict, that's just going to drop you. And it's going to be hard to continue that on. We don't want to be enlightened masters. We just don't want to want. That's it. It's just the recognition that we do not lack, and everything is optional, not necessary. And that's freedom. That's all we're ever trying to communicate. So... I realize I just went on another tangent. Does anybody help? Does anybody else have anything that they would like to share or ask or or contribute to the podcast today? I just have a question uh, for you and Andrew. How do you guys, when you're feeling well, the thought of I kind of feel disconnected. Like I felt that I took that thought too seriously yesterday. Um, but is there a way or any tools or tips um, that help you not take on the whatever is happening personally and internalize it and think that it's about you mm. and how whenever someone else is talking to you and you want to be there for them, how do you like hold the space for them but not take on what they're saying personally and think that, yeah, just internalize it and think that it's about you or think that, oh, shit, like, is, like, could that be for me as well? Or, like, oh, crap, like, yeah, just how, how do you guys just not take it so seriously or are there any things or anything that you say that can just kind of be like, it's, this is, this is me having a conversation with me. Like, let, put my opinions aside so I can help this person who is clearly asking for help and or just really needing another perspective to sort of bounce off and how do you just put your opinion aside and learn that like it's 
I'm gonna like I'm gonna come back to you at some point, but now is not the time. Like, wh- whatever I'm going through right now really isn't all that important. Like, because if it was, then I would be like freaking out as well. But you're really not. But like, yeah, how do you learn to not take that so seriously? Um, I think for me, it helps a lot to recognize that I don't know. Like, I come back to that statement a ton. Like, relax into the uncertainty of the moment when I'm with someone when I'm going through something like it may seem uncomfortable that person may be you know their response may be abrasive or however they may react the reality is that I never know what they're going through what this will lead to you know where it's going to go what the best case outcome of this even what the best thing for me to do in that situation and so often we get caught up thinking like i have to figure out what the best thing to do is and then i can go act but that cuts us off that like fogs the fogs the vision and so it's actually relaxing into the uncertainty that allows for the clarity to then garner you know a response and be able to react in the moment and kind of feel the flow of reality and then it's like the right way to act kind of you allow it to to come through you but it's a little bit counterintuitive because growing up we're taught like oh you gotta you know do the right thing you gotta figure it out and it's all this cerebral sort of figuring out processing and whatnot and it's it's actually letting go of the belief that you know the right thing to do the belief that you know how this is going to turn out or where it's going to go or what these that these feelings you're feeling are objectively bad you have to put them to the side that this person is you know suffering so much and i have to save them it's like you don't know what the best thing for them is and like that acceptance that you don't know is what allows you know reality that infinite intelligence that's deeply ingrained is in us to be expressed through us so for me that's always what i come back to is is the uncertainty that in this moment i don't know what's going to happen i don't know where it's going where it's going to go i don't know what any of this means right now and then through that uncertainty, there's clarity, there's freedom, there's the ability to act and, and have a sensitivity to reality in the moment and then act accordingly. But it's through the acceptance that, the deep acceptance that I don't know, that it's able to arise through you. And it's like inevitably, whatever is expressed is probably significantly more aligned with the situation than whatever cerebral idea you have of what the best thing to do is. That was a great answer. I, I want to add just a, a little bit of depth to it in terms of, so that's, that's true. And in, in a coaching situation, talking to somebody, that's exactly the case is you, you want to disconnect from that, but saying that and doing that are, are, are two different things. And it's because in those moments, your ability to do that is going to be largely based on your practice of doing that the rest of the time. Right? Like I was saying to Andrew yesterday that selflessness is a skill. Selflessness is a practice. Right? So it's not just about in coaching sessions. It's when somebody comes up to you and they say, hey, you have a stick of gum and you have one left and your thought is, but I want it. And you give it to them anyway. That's the practice. You do that, you put people first because you don't need in every moment of your life, you do it more and more and more because you genuinely don't need, not because you're trying to be something or get anywhere, but because you recognize 
you're okay. You're already whole and complete. That practice, when it comes to a conversation, shines right through. You're not trying to be a good coach. You are actually out of the way because you're practicing all the time. It gets easier to set yourself down if you do it regularly, right? It can't just be in coaching. When I was a life coach, I, I would put myself, I, I used to say that I, I left myself at the door. Right? Well, as soon as I was coming in for a life coaching session, Ray wasn't there with me. I was in the room with the person I was talking to. It was their, it was their universe, their reality. What helped me do that was being a parent. What helped me do that was being a friend or showing empathy to people where, again, let me put you first. Let me put you first. Not, not because I'm trying to be better or not because I'm trying to be you know, selfless or anything else, but because I genuinely don't mind. I really enjoy seeing you be happy. I really enjoy seeing you progress, and I don't need it. I don't need it. And so it just comes through in everything you do because you genuinely feel that way. It's not a strategy for connection. It's not a strategy for helping. You are actually just feeling like you don't need to be the center of attention. Like you don't need to have your, your, needs, your needs met all the time. So you're there. You're actually able to listen because you're not in the way. But in coaching sessions, it's the work you do in between that comes through. It's the work you do when somebody insults you and you think to yourself, are you okay? Rather than, oh, what the hell is that? Who are you? You start defending yourself. Instead, you look at them and you see where it's coming from. You go, are you all right? Because that's more important to you. You recognize it's not even about you and you're able to, to empathize, but it's the work in between. It's the work we do in our relationships. It's the work we do in our friendships. It's the work we do with our family and, our, and strangers. All of it, every day. It's all cumulative, but it has to mean something to you. It has to mean something to you. Not for them, for you. And then it comes through. It has to be genuine. You can't fake it. It comes across. Somebody very intelligent at this retreat told me that this week, and she was very right. So I really want to stress that authenticity means it it's a priority for you because you genuinely care and because you see what's happening you recognize your freedom and you recognize how long you didn't have it and how many people are going through it that's it you're free you don't need anything all you want to do is share that freedom absolutely yeah yeah i think the the depth of that lack of need is so incredibly powerful and, and it is a practice because the more you let go of yourself in every situation and, and those opinions, the easier it's going to be to, you know, see yourself in someone else as those walls come down and, and, you know, so bringing back selfishness, you're always being selfish because you're only ever helping yourself and the less, you're thinking about yourself in any given moment, the more easily you're able to tap into that recognition and, and it's just naturally expressed, but it takes lots of practice, especially you know in the environment that most of us grow up in. It's all about building the idea of ourself, more for me, more for me, like build this because I'm afraid because I need these things to buoy 
the idea of myself without these things who am i what am i it's like what do you mean you're everything you're you're everyone that's ever been and ever will be and so when you see that there isn't the need for you know the individual perception to be built up or to be so afraid of it getting torn down and in that there's the ability to to move and flow and and see what's supposed to be done or, or what's necessary in each and every moment but it's absolutely a practice and the more you do it the easier it gets and you know it's available to us you know probably hundreds of times a day this, this ability to let our idea of ourselves go and so the more consistently we're able to just practice it and, and go through it the easier it gets but at the same time it's not to say that having no idea of yourself is necessarily always best either it's that balance and that ability to go back and forth and recognize that you know there's a time and a place for all of it and you know you can completely let go of yourself for for a time stare into the abyss for a while recognize that there's you know nothing to fear that isn't also you but then you know you come back to it and you do the work and, and you go through it and through the experiences that we have is is where the practice is built and gets easier the more we go through it every single time every single moment absolutely and on that note i think we're we're going to wrap up the episode here this has been a fantastic conversation i wanted to say very quickly again if you do have an opportunity to join us at a future dualistic unity retreat we would we would love to see you um the purpose is is to just be together and face life as we're always facing but surrounded by people with a similar intention with people who see a lot of the same things that you do in terms of there being a journey that there is a rhyme and a reason to our misery and our suffering that there is a source of our conflict and the retreats are really just an opportunity for you to continue to practice practice being yourself and recognize that we are one and you are all and that's the only point we don't want you to believe us we want you to question us until all of this becomes obvious so we're going to wrap up this episode here. Thank you so much for joining us. I did want to remind everybody that we are having a vote for the Dualistic Unity quote contest on our Discord. You can vote for your favorite quote. The winner at the end of the month is going to receive some free Dualistic Unity merch, uh, a sweater, a hoodie, possibly a tote bag. There will be some, some prizes at, uh, at the beginning of December. And of course, our Patreon members will decide the finalists in that contest in the first week of December as well. So if you can join us on Patreon, we'd love to see you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Bye, everyone. All right. <laughs> Done. Hopefully all that shit got recorded. Right? <laughs>